Lord, that you always fill the room. Thank you that you're always with us. You are God with us. You are God for us this morning. So we just say thank you, Lord. Thank you for who you are in our lives, in this city, in this community, in our country, even in our nation, Lord, Father God. We thank you that you are seated high above it all, that you are the center of it all, that you are in control of it all, Lord, Father God. In your name, in your name. just want to say thank you so much to the worship team. You guys are blessing, man. Thank you so much. And also for those of you who are joining us here for the first time, um, we would just like to say a big fat welcome. Um, we uh, like, like in, like in cool, <laughs> you know, like a cool one. Um, we just want to say welcome to the Father's house. It's really awesome having you with us this morning. Um, as you've come to the last service of the year. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> and I will leave all the yearly jokes for next year. And then we can take it from there. But I am really stoked to be here. And it's good having you all. If you have not filled in a visitor's card yet, and this is your first time, just quickly raise your hand and then we'll give you one. Um, it's a cool card that you fill in. We ask you some details and we connect with you and you connect with us. And next thing you know, you're here every Sunday. That's how that card works. But um, if you haven't got it, we will gladly give it to you after the service as well. So um, we have, I have the privilege of um, doing birthdays this morning. Um, there's literally two announcements, and I have to wait for the guys to finish. So I'm dragging this out long, eh? <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> they must collect all the money first, man. <laughs> so um, January birthdays is over there. Um, for those of you who don't know, Tim Sang, I'm not going to sing. Save my voice for tonight when I party. Um, joking, I'm not. <laughs> um, but those are all the people that are celebrating a birthday this week. Jude, hey, there you are. Yeah. Don't hide now. I see you, Jude. We're going to celebrate um, with you. So when you see these guys and um, you know them, give them a shout. Um, hang out with them. You know, it's January. Um, so send them a muffin. <laughs> Shame, man. Um, but that's awesome. And then the good news is shine. Kids, you are all back next week, Sunday. Yeah. So um, there's no shine today, obviously. You're chilling with us, the big boys. <laughs> um, but um, shine will be back next week. Um, so parents, you're excited, no? Yes. <laughs> but they will be back. And then obviously um, our services will be back as from next week as well, starting at 9, with corporate prayer happening at half past 8. So if you'd like to join us for corporate prayer, um, did I say pray or pay? Pray, right? Did I say pay? We are not doing a corporate pay. We're doing a corporate prayer. Okay. And then, um, yeah. And that's it. Hi. <laughs> um, lovely to see you too. Um, <laughs> we are going to now pray for the tithes and the offerings. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. <laughs> It's always that awkward dead time. I don't know what to do, man. Do you want to pray? Okay. Which was just the mic. Father God, we just thank you for the provision that's been made here. Thank you for the hearts. Thank you for the hands. And thank you for people who gave. We bless us in the Lord's name. Amen.
Thank you so much. So um, we've got a video that we'd like to play quickly for you guys. Um, and I'm just waiting for the team to give me like an eyebrow or nudge or wink, and then we are ready for action. So, um, and then get. There are many things that I'm grateful for in 2023, but I think the thing that I'm most grateful for is the amazing all-expenses-paid trip that Johan and I got to take to America. We saw things that we only had dreamed of seeing. But the best part was how we saw God's hand in the big details and in the little details. We landed at 11.30 at night. We hadn't yet um, got connected to the cell phone network. So we were kind of like going by feel. And when we landed in the suburb where we were supposed to be staying, I prayed and said, Lord, please send somebody to show us where we need to go. And wouldn't you know, a car pulled up, a guy got out, and we asked him where to go, and he was able to show us. We kept on seeing God's hand. There were so many people who stopped to offer us help. I don't know if they thought it was because it looked like I was going to kill Johan. But so many people were so friendly to us, so kind to us. We met a man in a restaurant who offered to... um, or who bought us first-class tickets to go on this train trip. Um, when when we left America, Johan lost his brand-new hearing aid, but when he went to the counter, somebody had picked it up and handed it in. It was an absolutely amazing trip, and I'm just so grateful to God that he gave us this opportunity and for the way he helped us and looked after us. I'm thankful for my family, and I'm thankful that God loves me. I'm thankful that I have a family, cousins, and friends. Good morning. This morning I just want to share just a few things of the many things that I'm so grateful for, and I'm so thankful to the Lord for. But as I even see the sun rising, I'm like, Lord, I'm so thankful for a sunrise. It's beautiful. And, you know, as the, as the sun just breaks through the, the leaves and uh, it's just stunning. But one of the things this year particularly that I'm so thankful for is the goodness of God. God has been so good. Uh, we've all had difficult times this year. We've had good times for some of us. It's really been one of the best years of our lives. For some of us, it's really been one of the worst years of our lives. But through it all, God has sustained us and he keeps on sustaining us. And he's good. His goodness knows no bounds. And I will give thanks to the Lord. Because his love endures forever, as it says in Psalms. And that's just one of the many things that I'm thankful for. It's the goodness and the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for Jesus because he gave me a home and family and friends and I can have friends. So I'm so thankful for God. Well, we were singing for me. My mom was singing for God. Then my mommy was put, when I put on my dress, I went to go to church, and I wanted to, so I wanted to get a surprise, but my mommy said I didn't want to get a surprise. So my mommy said he gave me a surprise. He gave me, is a new one, my mommy said I'm going to go to my new graduation. I am thankful for many 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 things however if i have to think of one thing in particular is the fact that my family and i are alive and well in 2023 we made it back we made it through 2023 unscathed 
and we can look back as healthy and well beings. The other thing I'm thankful for is that 2023 is the quintessential testimony uh, of the scripture which says, God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. 2023 has been that. The year could have easily gone the other way with all the challenges that we faced, but God has just been so, so faithful that I can say I, I can be eternally grateful and thankful that God has, has done what He's done. Businesses, business-wise, uh, work-wise, family-wise, all these things, God has been so, so faithful. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. So 2023 has been that. And I'm thankful. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Sure, I tell you, we've come to an end of a year. 2023 has been quite a year. Um, as we were worshipping, I heard this, uh, I just heard the words ringing. And uh, it's not the title of the sermon, but I'm tempted to actually just say it might just be the title of the sermon. Um, do you believe? Hey, do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus can do it? Do you believe that God can do it? Do you believe that 2024, God can do extraordinary things in your life? That 2024, God can do extraordinary things in this church? That miracles can happen? Hey, that God can provide? That God is good as He said He is? So, um... I might just change the, 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 the title, but it's amazing because while you guys were singing that, um, it just made sense for me why the Lord gave me this passage of Scripture. So let's pray together, and then we're going to go straight into it. Is it cooler with the lights off? Or is it better? Okay. So let's leave the lights off. Okay. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are faithful, and Lord, that you are true to your word. Father, we thank you that we've come to an end of a year where, Father, we can look back and even through all the difficulties and challenges, we can still say, God, that you are good. Lord, I know every single person in this place, no matter what we've been through, can look back and say that your goodness has never left us. And so I pray this morning, Father, that you may speak into our hearts. I pray that you may challenge our minds and challenge, Father, our thoughts and the way that we see you and the way that we see life. And I pray, Lord God, that as we leave here today, that, Father, we may walk into a new year with a heavenly perspective, a kingdom perspective. Yeah. Father, so we, we just commit this time to you and we submit our hearts and our minds to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So uh, it's cooler but I am struggling to see a little bit of my words, so 
I'm just going to ask Marlon, do me one favor. You know which one. Okay. It's just the one above here where the halo comes from. Yeah. Not, not that one. I don't see the halos. Just the one on, on the... So I've got a story to read. Because actually the title that I had, it's, that I'm in changing to Do You Believe, <laughs> is a heart of gratitude. But listen to this. Um, a blind boy sat on the steps of a building with a hat by his feet. He held up a sign which read, I am blind, please help. There were only a few coins in the hat, spare chains from folks as they hurried past. A man was walking by. He took a few coins from his pocket and dropped them into the hat. He then took the sign, turned it around, and wrote some words. When he put the sign back in the boy's hand, so that everyone who walked by would see the new words. Soon the hat began to fill up. A lot more people were giving money to the blind boy. And that afternoon, the man who had changed the sign returned to see how things were. The boy recognized his footsteps and asked, Were you not the one who changed my sign this morning? What did you write, sir? And the man said, I only wrote the truth. I said what you said, but in a different way. He said, this is what I wrote. Today is a beautiful day, but I cannot see it. You know, gratitude opens up a very different perspective to all things. I'm sure that as the people were walking past and they read the first sign, they would say, I'm blind, I need help. They were probably so busy trying to get to whatever they needed to get to, that those words never really impacted them at all. But as soon as the man rewrote his words and he wrote, today is a beautiful day and I cannot see it. It was as if those that were rushing past began to understand that which they would take for granted. This little boy, thank you Marlon, would not be able to enjoy and so the, the gratitude in their hearts really ch- shifted and changed their perspective. You know, there's power in gratitude. There's power in thanksgiving. In coming to the Lord and saying, thank you. And even if things may look, you know, as hard as this year, uh, for this year, 2023, maybe you lost a loved one, maybe... Um, you lost a job. Maybe there were just some challenges that kept coming your way. If we just take one moment today to change our perspective, to change our attitude. I love that saying, an attitude of gratitude, you know? To change our perspective. To find, even if it's one thing to thank the Lord for. I tell you, you begin to see things differently. And that took me to the scripture today that I'm going to read to you and we're going to read together. That is in Luke. And if you have your Bibles, you can open it up so long. Luke 17. And we're going to read from 11 uh, to 19. And it speaks about 10 lepers. You might have heard the story. 10 lepers that were standing from afar. And I, I wanted to give you a little bit of background on leprosy. Because 
Leprosy today is, is actually quite different to the, the leprosy of the Bible. In fact, the leprosy in the Bible was, had to do with a couple of different diseases that they labeled as um, God's judgment placed upon people. You know, so if you were to sin, um, then basically the, 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 the Jews believed that God, and you had leprosy, then God would actually have judged you for your sin by giving you leprosy. And leprosy could be anything from a skin disease to blood issues to various type of things that was seen and labeled as unclean. And so they would have to out, you know, to, to, to cast you out of society, to put you on the outskirts of, um, if you take Cape Town, I'm thinking the outskirts, shame, Paul. <laughs> I hope you're not from Paul, ne? Wellington. Hey, I don't know if you've been to Wellington. It's beautiful. Eh? French hook. What? No? What is this? Somerset West? No, no. Um, Suzanne Keaton might just... I know Donna is shaking her head there. You know. But the outskirts of the town would normally be seen as, you know, where the outcasts would be sent to. I wouldn't mind going to Paul. We're living in France, okay? Hey, man. Wouldn't mind a farm there. <laughs> but... Um, it's amazing that Jesus and his disciples were normally found in the outskirts. You know, uh, you just have to read the Gospels to see that Jesus would always take his disciples, withdraw from the town, and they would go to the outskirts. They would go to the borders of Samaria. Ooh. Today, if you go there, um, you're going to be caught in a war right now. The Palestinian land. Jesus would go to the places where others would dare to go. Jesus, Jesus would find himself with his disciples speaking to people that others would not want to speak to. Remember the lady at the well? You know, and, and Jesus is asking her for water. Now think about this, right? It's a Samaritan woman seen by the Jews as unclean, impure. Not worthy um, even to be touched. And then the Messiah, the King of Kings, the one who saved many of you th this year. <laughs> I was thanking the Lord for that this morning. I was thinking back of Alpha. Hey, what the Lord did in many of your lives. Um, just thinking of the services this morning, of how many came to Jesus. We prayed and then we threw you in the pool. You know, I watched the video this morning of somebody uh, trying to be baptized and they grabbed the pastor, the pastor's with her, and she, it was a mess. Um, please don't do that to us. <laughs> but that's, I really, I thought about this here like that, you know. Jesus would find himself with all these people that no one would want to dare to touch. And the lady was one of them, and he said to her, Give me some water. It's my background, eh? Give me a biki water. Hey, you know, I tell you, we used to dance, eh? Give me a biki water. We didn't know what we were singing. A biki water um to drink. And when the disciples came back, and they see him sitting there, this lady, and, and he's about to get some water. You can just imagine what went through their minds, eh? Whoa, whoa, Messiah, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Do you know what you're doing? Do you know who that lady is? Do you know why you're not supposed to touch what they touch? And so leprosy, Samaritan, man, you want to stay away. Read with me Luke 17. We're going to read from um, verse 11. And it says, now on his way, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. What are you doing there, Jesus? On the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out with a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. I'm going to read that part again. As they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, sorry, came back, praising God in a loud voice. And he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. I'm going to say Samaritan. <laughs> Don't say that to him. <laughs> he was a Samaritan. It's, you know, when Luke is writing this, I can just imagine Luke. And you know what? Luke was not a Jew, by the way. Luke was actually one of, the, one of the disciples that was a Greek, if I'm not mistaken. He was a Gentile. Let's put it there. And Luke is probably trying to emphasize a point, right? This man comes running back and he says, And hi. He was Nochal, a Samaritan. That's in Cape Town language. If you're not from Cape Town, bear with us. Okay. Right, Pete? Verse 17, it said, Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Jesus knew. I don't think they had signs up saying, I'm a Samaritan, I'm a Jew. And I'll explain a little bit, because they were all unclean, every ten of them. And that's why they could be together, because they had one common thing, they were unclean. It's amazing when you, when you have common things, all of a sudden those things that separate you, you know, they tend to go. And so... Jesus just knew he was a foreigner, and he said to him, uh, this is so important, verse 19, then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. So I'm, I'm going to break, break this up a little bit this morning, and then we're going to respond to what I believe um, is the most appropriate response that we can give, and I'll explain that. Do you know that in Bible numerics, the number 10 we are the theologians in the house. Eh? The number 10 represents God's authority and completeness. Very interesting. In fact, remember there were 10 plagues, all, all conquered by the Father. Um, 10 commandments. You have 10 toes. If you don't, come and talk to us. Jesus does do miracles. You have 10 fingers. I remember having a friend, that he, him and his um, twin sister, they had uh, two thumbs. 
on, e- on either hand. And it was the most fascinating thing. We'd always want to just play with them. <laughs> I don't know what's off with us. <laughs> play with the thumbs. But in Bible numerics, um, 10 represents God's authority and his completeness. The powerful message of this, of this passage is about God's authority, Jesus' authority, and about completeness. And we're going to break that up quickly. Number one, you see, they cried for help. Now, I was thinking about this year, and I thought about how many times I would find myself in situations where I didn't cry for help. I tell you, it's the most loneliest thing to do when you don't ask for help. When you're battling things all on your own. When the mind is running so much that even at night you can't sleep. And yet you find that you are ten lepers. They were so desperate. They were so desperate to be back in the community. To see their family and their friends again. They were so desperate just to... Do you know that lepers could not even enter the temple to worship? They were seen as... Totally unclean. The only ones that could declare them clean were the priests. We'll talk about that. But they were not allowed into any part of society. And you can just imagine ten standing and saying, We've heard about this man, Jesus, and how he's healed all these people. Man, if even if he doesn't come close to us, think about that. The contrast of the lady that reached out to touch him to the lepers that were saying, even if he doesn't touch me, I believe. And I asked myself this, this question this week, I was preparing this. What is going to change for 2024? Will, Tim, will you be able to call out for help when you need help? takes humility to call out for help. It really does, eh? To be able to say, man, I need help. Can you help me? You know, and, and I am broadening this thing a little bit beyond just calling out for help to the Lord, which is important. But, you know, there are people sitting right here that God has placed that we're supposed to be leaning on, eh? That you're supposed to be calling out for help for. This year, we've seen young people come in modern in numbers looking for help. My heart, this, you know, my heart has been so stirred to see this generation that is so desperate for love and acceptance. And if we don't give them the love and acceptance, they're going to find it out there. So I believe next year, the Lord is going to bring more, Marlon, (laughs) because that's what Jesus does. When you cry out for help, the Lord hears you. I'm telling you, they stood from afar and they cried with a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus did not ignore them. Jesus turned. And you know what's amazing is that he turned around and he acknowledged them. Even though they were far, and you may be feeling far from the Lord today. 
I know that feeling. When you feel like God is not close. When you feel like the Lord is not hearing the prayers. God, where are you? And I want to say to you that Jesus is always, always near. Near enough, close enough to even hear your cry, even if it's a whisper. And this morning, I, I had the sense that some of you have been crying out. Maybe you're still crying out. Lord, help me. I'm drowning. The good news is that Jesus is willing to help, always. The second thing is, is that Jesus turns to them and says, go show yourself to the priests. You see, they had to believe that Jesus would be able to do something, otherwise they would not have asked for help. And this morning, when we were singing, I thought to myself, how many of us, even me, truly believe? See, in order to call for help, you've got to believe. You've got to believe that Jesus is going to come. Do you, re- you know, it's nice to sing that song. Yeah. You said, I believe. And tomorrow, uh, that bank account hasn't changed. You said it, I believe it. Relationships are not healed. You said, a month passes by and you said it. The the, the song gets softer and softer. You said, I believe. I wonder, Lord, when are you going to answer me? You see, to believe is actually not enough. (laughs) The Lord is challenging me with this, I tell you. Because with belief comes, you have to have faith. What is faith? Faith without works is dead. You see, Jesus could have easily have gone over and he could have just said, be healed. Right? Be healed. But he knew that their belief was not enough. They needed something more because it wasn't just about their physical healing. And out of the ten, only one got it. But let me not run ahead. So what did he say? Show yourself to the priests. Now, let me explain a little bit. They have to walk to the temple. Remember, they're on the outskirts. It's not a, it's not a quick walk. It's not like go down the road, show yourself to number ten, you know. And then they have to walk. And as they begin to walk, uh, if it was me, I'd be wondering, firstly, I thought this guy was going to heal me. But okay, let me do what he says, because we heard of the story of um, when he turned this water into wine, eh? and his mother said to them, do whatever he says. So we heard of that story. Whatever he says, let's do it. Let's see what happens. And so they start walking. And I can tell you, man, if you're walking and you keep walking, and you start asking yourself, what am I doing? Have you ever had that thing? What am I doing? The Lord says, go and do this. And you wonder to yourself, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then, you know, all of a sudden, there's a moment, and it does happen suddenly. Because God's kingdom is suddenly. Suddenly, 
while you're walking, and there might still be a doubt in your mind that, is God really going to come through? Is he going to provide that ticket to the States? Is he going to send me to Singapore? Hey, where is my, um, my friend, the dancer? Is she on that side? There you are. Am I going to, the, to Singapore? Will the money come through? Is the Lord going to come through to heal me? And you start walking. You've got to walk because you've got to obey. Faith needs action. And sometimes we stop the very miracle that God is wanting to do because we are not prepared to step out in faith. I can be sing till I'm blue in the face. I believe, I believe, I believe, but I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I believe I'll, I'm just going to sit in my room and I'm, hey, uh, listen, I'm just going to sit and wait. You know that waiting is not going to do anything for you. Faith needs action. And I said to the Lord, what is the action that we need to do for 2024, Father's eyes? I'll leave that there because I won't give you the answer today. The question you've got to ask is, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Because I can tell you now, 2024 won't look any different to 2023 unless you hear the Lord and you obey what He says. And sometimes what He says is scary. It's going to freak you out. It's going to challenge you. But the ten decides to walk. And this is what I love about this one that came back. This is my third point. Is that worship is so important. The third that comes back, he's walking. Now the Bible says that he realized that he's healed. So he hasn't gotten to the priest yet. Let me say, there would have been a problem if he's going to the same temple. As the Jews. The Samaritans were not allowed. Remember the lady said, you Jews believe you've got to worship here and we believe. There were two. So where he was, he going. <laughs> Sometimes your obedience to the Lord will, it, it has to be blind. It will make you wonder, Lord, are you sure? If I get there and they find out I'm a Samaritan, what do you think is going to happen to me? I remember when the Lord called Shavani um, to Sounds of the Nations, it was pretty much that. It's a ministry that the Lord called us to, and I had to give up everything. We had to give up everything, and we just bought a house. And I tell you, you know, that little voice that comes here and says, what are you doing? What are you doing giving up a salary? Taking on a ministry with a, some sort of business income idea, but there was no guarantee. Any businessman would tell you you need at least, what, two, three years before you can even see if it's viable. And this voice came, and the voice first came in my, in my thought, you know, my thoughts. What are you doing? But I knew, my wife knew, the Lord spoke. And then the voice came in a meeting from a friend, you know, what are you doing? You know you just bought a house? In one year, you're going to, and I mean, it was spoken, but I had to not just believe the word, I had to act on it. Many fall short of the miracles that God has for you because you believe, but you don't act. And then you have to ask yourself, do I really believe? But this one came back returning, and he, and he came back praising. In fact, 
he was the receiver of a miracle. And when he saw and he received this miracle, he transformed through worship into the giver of worship. You see, that's what worship does. It transforms you from being the recipient to becoming the participant. I think I'm going to say that again. Worship transforms you from being the one who receives the whole time to being the one that gives. And there's only one thing that you and I can give to the Father. Really. It's our worship. And so what, what he realized is that, man, I received a miracle. I received a healing miracle that would bring me back into my family and community. And so he turns around and he runs back to give. And the Bible says he comes back to Jesus and he throws himself on the, on the floor. And he says, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, he, and, and I can just imagine the thankfulness of this man. You know, sometimes I, I, I really enjoy worship. Sometimes I, I wonder how many people, when they begin to worship, you know, worship, like, no, you know what I mean? Like, and they start shouting and you, before you judge them and you have to ask the question, how deep is the thankfulness? Hey, buy a deep alimay eight. The deeper you've been taken out, I'm telling you, the further you're going to go up in worship and your thankfulness is going to be expressive. I'm not a very expressive guy. <laughs> no, I'm not. And they said to me, when you dance, keep it tight because if you keep it loose, if you keep it loose, Etienne, then it goes out of timing. Man. <laughs> it's okay, eh? But I tell you, but I, I, I can't help it, man. You know, I just can't help it. And one Sunday, I was in this church, and I was so full of, I don't know, the joy of the Lord, I think. I started running. You know, you, you saw Zinzi running this year. Now, this is a little run, eh? That was a, that was a mile. <laughs> no, that was a couple of, uh, maybe a kilometer, I don't know. But I was running, I was running, and before I knew it, the whole band is running. The whole worship team is off the stage. We're all running. And we're running around this whole auditorium. And I tell you, the presence of God just broke out. But it was from a place of thankfulness. You see, worship is abandonment to the authority of God. Because He's the one that deserves it all. It's being able to let it just go. Woo! And David was criticized by his wife for letting it go. And she, the Bible says, and she felt barren after that. She had no more fruit. Before you begin to judge others' worship, make sure, you know, that you are in that place of just surrender. I, I normally, when I get uncomfortable, I normally just close my eyes and I turn my affection and attention to Jesus further, and I just, I just let it go. I said, like, okay, Lord, if this is from you, it's all good. If this is not from you, I know you are still in control. It's still all good. And I just keep the focus there because I want to stay in that place of gratitude and not move out of it. And so this man ran back and he worshiped Jesus. And, you know, in giving his worship, he he became the giver instead of just the receiver. 
And I thought to myself, how many times this year have I been more the receiver than the giver? We can run with our faith and believe for the miracles that we should. But let me say, it's far more powerful for your own life to run after giving back to the Father in worship, whether you've received or not. That's what I found. And then he, he dwells there. So you know, God is pleased in that realm. That's where, that's where he abides. It's in the realm where you and I are the givers of worship unto him. So don't be caught up in the miracle that you forget the miracle worker. So the nine ran off, and I'm sure they were so excited. When they got to the priest, they were totally healed, and they couldn't wait for the priest to, you know, what's it? Bless you, my child, you know. <laughs> go into society. Go and, and reunite with your family and friends. And, I'm, I, you know, I just thought about this, and I thought, I wonder if one of them maybe, or maybe some of them, when they were back with their families and they're having the Christmas lunch, and they're sitting with a gammon and all that, and they realize, oh my word, this guy that healed me, I didn't ever thank him. Just bear with me. And I wondered if they then maybe that person got up and said, sorry family, I just need to do something. And they ran all the way back trying to find Jesus. And when they got there, he's gone. He's moved on. Just a thought that I had. You know, and Jesus said to me, Tim, it's okay. You've done that a few times. We, you've so enjoyed the breakthrough in your life that you just forgot to say thank you. He says, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still here. And man, it breaks my heart to think that I would have forgotten. And I have this year. A few times. Sometimes the mind would say, no, you know, we prayed for the miracle, but no, that was just coincidence. Hey, no, I just happened to meet the right guy at the right time. And Jesus is like, okay, actually it was me. <laughs> you asked for it. And so the guy that came back and he worshiped Jesus, he lies at his feet and Jesus turns to him. And I'm going to close with this. And he says, Rise up, your faith has made you well. In another, another translation it says, your faith has made you whole. So that word whole in Greek is sozo. Now, some of you might know what sozo is. In fact, in this church we do what we call facilitating God encounters. The word sozo means to be made complete. Or to be saved. You see what Jesus was saying. Because remember he was already healed physically. That's why he came back. What Jesus was saying to him. Because of your faith. To come and give back. There's a difference between the two faiths. There's a faith where we trust in the Lord for things. Breakthrough. Miracles. And then there's a faith where you come and you give back. 
and glorify Him, whether that miracle came or not. And, and Jesus says to him, because of your faith, I am going to make you whole. And so completeness, that was the second thing of that 10, eh? numeric, Bible numerics. Completeness in Christ. It wasn't only a physical healing that Jesus was intending all the time. It was also a spiritual healing. And so he received the spiritual healing, the complete healing. You see, it's not just good enough to say, Lord, heal me. Thank you. And then we just go on. Say, Lord, heal me and change me. And make me new. And make me complete. And so Jesus sends him off with a special, I believe, a special healing. It's the healing of completeness. And so I want to, I do want us to, end with worship this morning, but I believe that it's through worship that you transform your faith from receiving to giving. It's through worship that you allow the presence of God, the Spirit of God, to bring completeness into you. And the Lord wants to heal you tonight. I mean today. It's not tonight. Now. <laughs> The heat is a bit hot in here, but um, Jesus will cool us down. <laughs> I was praying about, Father, what healing needs to happen. And I heard the Father say, Tim, this healing of the heart. So, you know, the heart can be broken. And I'm, I'm just going to say a few things that I, that I heard the Father say. This morning, but the heart can be broken, and most times those brokenness are caused through relationships that are that have been other in, you know, intentional. They've they've caused hurt. The completeness in Christ is the mending of hearts, which brings forgiveness. It brings um, It, it brings relationships to reconciliation. And I, I don't know why, but I'm going to hop on this for a little bit. Because you see, you can't be healed if you can't just forgive. If you're not prepared to go and have the tea and the coffee and the gammon with the family member, with a friend, that hurts you. It's the act of faith. And you know, I tell you, I, there's such freedom when you are completely healed. So I believe. But Lord, I want to be more than just do more than just believe. I want to act. I can believe that I have forgiven, but until you pick up that phone or you go over to the person and you look them in the eye and you say, man, I forgive you and I love you. I tell you, man... That leprosy begins to fall off. And so I, I had this morning, I just had the sense that for some of you, Christmas is not a liquor time. It's not an easy time. Because family have hurt you, friends have hurt you, 
And this is the time where people say, go be with your family, go and be with your friends, go and, and then, you know, you don't know whether to say yes or no to that invitation. Don't know whether to pick up the phone and just wish them. The Lord would say, I believe, don't walk into 2024 like that. Whatever it may be, maybe it's even colleagues in the workplace, you know. But let the Lord start the journey this morning. And maybe for others, for some, it might be that God is just calling you back to Him. And saying, you know, look, I am I'm your provider, but look past my provision. And just look at me. Look at me. The one who loves you, the one who holds you. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes quickly. And you know, the, the, the easiest way to let go of whatever thoughts, distractions, is just to just find one thing to say thank you to Jesus for. For this year. Say it, say it in your heart. Say it to him and see that moment. Maybe it's a moment that happened this year. But just, just focus on that moment. See Jesus in that. How he was orchestrating that whole moment. And if you've got that moment, you've got that, look at Jesus. Just imagine he's right there, you know. And this is how we're going to respond this morning. To say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being the miracle worker.
right? So, so this is what I want to ask you to do this morning. Because it will be easy to straight go into what are we believing God for. But before you do that, just believe that He is King of Kings. Just believe that He is Lord of your life. Just believe, just declare that. Just surrender that and say, Lord, you are in control, not me. And so we're going to sing that again. But shift your perspective towards who He is, not towards what He can do. Oh, yeah.
with you. You said it, I believe it. You said it, it is done. this year off in a very um, maybe it's normal for you to have a braai and a party tonight and that's great you know <laughs> but let me tell you the Lord is interested in eternal things there is something far greater going on right now than any braai that you can have tonight and please do braai if you're going to braai but just allow the Lord to do what he's doing because he doesn't want us to stay the same <laughs> and so father I pray Lord even as we leave today Lord that we may not just walk out of here the same 
Every encounter with you, God, takes us to different heights. It takes us to new levels of intimacy. Father, it takes us to new levels of revelation of who you are. So I pray every home, Lord God, be filled with your presence today. That, Lord, even as we enjoy family and friends, that we will enjoy you into the new year. In Jesus' name. So before I release you all, some of you do need prayer. And, I, and I'm going to invite you to stay. For those that need to go, you can go. But some of you do need prayer. And I'm going to ask um, to some of the leaders to help me here. But please, to make it a little, it a little easier for us, um, if we can just get you guys to the front we'll move a few chairs back but just just allow the Lord to complete you know Jesus wants to do completion of what he starts before you go off and enjoy the gammon and <laughs> just allow him to do that so may the Lord bless you may he keep you may his face continually shine upon you until we see you in the new year which is next week back here at 9 a.m. but as you leave I want to ask you just bear with us just leave quietly you can talk outside I just don't want to disrupt what God is doing and if you need prayer you can stay and then we'll just come